Hello, all sentient beings, and welcome to the Transmissions Podcast, where we talk all Hasbro, Takara, and third party. Transformers! On this episode, we got info from interviews with Hasbro folks at STCC last week. Flame Toys has more awesome Farai model kits in the works. And we look over a bunch of leaked images of the yet to be announced masterpiece Cliff Jumper. Today is Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022, and this is episode 497 of Transmissions. Welcome to Transmissions, the podcast that also loves Star Trek and mourns the loss of Nichelle Nichols with all our fellow Trekkies and Trekkers. I'm your host, Charles, a.k.a. Big C, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team, Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hello. And Scott, the illustrious Dr. Pants. Hello, everyone. And I get to say it, let's talk Transformers. As always, we start off the show by thanking our Donatrions, those lovely people who support us on Patreon and PayPal. Thank you all so much for continuing to help us out and help keep the show going. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to become a Donatrion, just go and sign up at transmissionspodcast.com slash support. That's where you can sign up either on Patreon or PayPal. And uh, yeah, so uh, we're without a Daryl tonight, so we'll we'll have to somehow get through the toy show without him. Uh, But uh, hopefully he should be back for alt mode this week. So he's he's gone, but not completely gone. Gone, but not forgotten. But of course, we couldn't forget him, but he'll come back. So yeah, he'll be back just in time to talk about how much he's the number one Beast Wars fan. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) all right uh well this week of course uh we have the next episode of our transformers live play rpg podcast empire of rust this is episode 81 reservoir bears it just came out this monday august 1st so uh it should already be in your podcast feed uh you can find it on our website at transmissionspodcast.com slash rust so enjoy. And uh, Jeremy was recently on another podcast, chatting it up and and plugging our upcoming milestone. Jeremy, why don't you tell us all about that? Yeah, um, I was invited by SP of Better Podcasting, which is a podcast about podcasting. Uh, they are kind of on a hiatus, but one of the hosts is inviting uh, people on to talk about their show and kind of go into kind of how the sausage is made. And we were talking about like, we're nearing episode 500 of this show, 300 of alt mode. And what we're thinking about kind of changing, tweaking, you know, what's working, what's not. And I kind of went into a little bit of that, went into the history of the show, uh, stuff like that. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, I've, I've known SP for a while, like online and we've, we've met in person at star Wars celebration. So it was, it was great talking with him again. Yeah. If you want to check it out, we have it linked to both the YouTube version and the podcast version in the show notes. Awesome. Yeah. I, I listened to a, a bit of it and it was, it was really great seeing you plug the show and, and talk about it. And yeah, you, you, you have an impressive podcast resume. So, you know, you're uh season three of America's best top podcast, next top yeah. podcaster, you know, Getting, getting it out there. You know, I, I, I made it a few weeks in on that. So I guess that's something to be proud of. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's 
it's it's just kind of interesting looking back at the last nine years of my life and like everything that has happened like because of the podcast or just surrounding the podcast and yeah it, it was really fun awesome all right we'll check it out in our show notes everyone can take a listen all right and before we jump into toys we do have our monthly toy hacks drawing so this is for july uh so we're doing our ten dollar gift code from our friends at toyhacks.com thanks again to those guys for providing our prize every month so uh this is uh, going for all our Donatrions our, who are automatically entered into this monthly contest. And then anyone else who wants to enter, they just have to send an email to contest at transmissionspodcast.com with a picture of a Transformer toy they'd like to get some labels for. Uh, so we've got the entries collected for this month and uh, we're going to do the drawing. So Jeremy is your assistant ready to help us out. Computer, are you ready? I'm ready when you are. Okay, if she could give us a number between 1 and 82. Computer, give me a random number between 1 and 82. Here's a number between 1 and 82. It's 65. <laughs> Our friend Steve, who goes by Wolfwood on the Discord, who I oh, think is listening awesome. live. <laughs> Congratulations, <That's>... Wolfwood. <laughs> That's amazing. Yay. Good job, Wolfwood. <laughs> you worked you did it. <laughs> you worked hard to, to win that. <laughs> All right. We will be getting your $10 gift code out to you and uh, use it in good health. It's only $10, Wolfwood. Easy. <laughs> but, but it's toy hacks. So $10 can go a long way. That's true. That's true. Get a bunch of penny uh, things that are on sale for a penny. You get a lot of labels. And through the magic of editing, we've got Daryl on the show, even though he wasn't here for the rest of the show. But he's here to give us a special announcement because we've got another special episode of Let's Talk Transformers with Daryl coming out this week. And who is your special guest? Well, yeah, we've got uh, I, I sat down with Mr. David Wallace from uh from the uk and uh he is one of the uh the very important people uh behind the tf nation convention and uh, i wanted to get a chance to talk with him because the tf nation convention is a really popular convention and it's happening right now so it's going to be on this weekend and you're going to want to you know listen to this and get informed about what's going on uh and uh and all the other stuff we talk about because, yeah, you know, I like to have, you know, find out what's going on with the uh, my guests and, and talk to them about other stuff. And it turns out that uh, that uh, David's also a huge comic book fan. and uh, But he's on the other side of the, uh, the fence from me. So he's a big DC guy like Jeremy. And uh, so we had a good discussion about uh, comics and then got into the movies and stuff like that. So we uh, we had a really fun discussion and it went on probably far too long. And uh, it was uh, it was a very interesting and, and, and really enjoyable discussion. And then we really got into TF Nation and then and, and stuff like that. So it was it was great. I, uh, you know, I really enjoyed chatting with him. Awesome. Although slight correction, Daryl, TF Nation is next weekend. So still got to wait a week. 
but it, oh, it's is coming. It? Yeah. I thought it was this weekend. Okay. <laughs> but still, those will be so you got a week to you've got an extra week to prepare, so it's good. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, back to the rest of transmissions. All right, well, let's uh, jump into some toys. All right, um, starting off this week, we have a Q&A here from Hasro and Koda. Why did I pick this one? I can't pronounce the name. Koda Bukia. <laughs> Koda Bukia. Uh, it, they're the company that do those, um, those anime girl uh Optimus Prime and Megatron and Bumblebee coming up. I mean, they do. Uh, this was from San. What they do model kits overall too, like just Mecha in general. It's not just anime okay. girls, but I wonder. <laughs> okay, but from what we've talked about, that that's what they do. But yeah, so um, this is from San Diego Comic Con, but it's a a Q and A with both uh, designers or or people from from them, and then also uh, from Evan from Hasbro. So. I just I thought it was interesting going through this because um, the the Hasbro side is more general related to um, anything Hasbro and not specifically these figures. They were asked about if we if we could see High Moon video game figures in Studio Series and said anything is possible. Uh, likewise, the same for off screen movie toy line characters, TV show or comic characters. For Legacy, they said that there. Nothing is off limits. So even things like animated, it's in the pool of things that they can choose from for legacy. So that might be interesting. They don't know anything about new games. Uh, Cybertron Metroplex is selling well. They don't have the exact numbers, but they they seem to be happy. Uh, they do can plan on doing more Titans. They know that the fans want Tidal Wave. So I guess keep yelling if if you really want a Tidal Wave. All the the interesting stuff that we've been seeing on Instagram was pushed by by our man Mark, and they are very happy with the experience and how it's been going. So I think that's a great sign. Mark is just showing he he he's got the pulse of the fans. He knows what we want, and it's paying off. He doesn't think redecos of Studio Series characters that have already been done would happen. To which. Like he says they would like to do it, but he doesn't know if it'll happen, which I'm like, uh, look at cup. You've done that one three times. Uh, legacy, uh, Cyberverse is also a possibility for legacy. They may release cyber planet keys as in a weapons pack. Cause we, we saw, um, uh, what was the, the Cybertron figure that just came out? Dr. Pants, you, you should know this. I'm, I'm blanking. <laughs> I wish you could see my uh-huh. face. The minute you said it went wide, I'd like, blah. um, Oh crap! What was it? it ha- You're not fulfilling Daryl's role well. Come on. <laughs> oh, like Daryl would know about Transformers Cybertron. Come on. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, oh, it's um, um, it's override. From, override from the okay, Velocitron yeah. set. So recently, I saw some people with uh, pictures of a Cyber Planet key, and there is molding in there where the key can can fit in. It'll be interesting if they do release the keys in the weapons pack. Mini cons, uh, as they move fo- more into Armada. Uh, based figures, minicons are something that they are going to think about. Uh, Velocitron Cosmos, uh, Walmart can ask for another run if they want to. Uh, Pulse is completely sold out. Someone asked about a G1 Dinobot Scorn. 
And he said that he'd prefer it in studio series somehow. And uh, that would definitely have to be a limited release, I would think. They are working on the next HasLab for Transformers. They don't have any dates or details and makes sense. It, it'll come out after the Victory Saber is done, uh, I'm sure. Someone asked about Shatterglass HasLabs uh, for previously released figures like Unicron or Victory Saber. Uh, they said that they would have to test the waters with something like Shatterglass Titans first. Mark and Evan talk all the time about doing the 13 Primes. And he says, if it happened, the Fallen would be a tank as expected. Uh, he would personally like to do Studio Series 86 Optimus Prime, which, again, I think they recently did that with the the gray version of Earthrise. Uh, Legacy is going to run for three years. Uh, as far as he knows, the current plan is for it to be a trilogy. So I guess we are on the first phase of that. Someone asked about animated Legacy. What was the character he'd lo- most like to do? And he said Ratchet, Optimus, or Lockdown. But know that Ratchet needed to be done better. Uh, Beast Machines, Viacons are what is most wanted. There's no. Oh, someone asked about the possibility of a HasLab light to do specific recolors or retools and stuff. And he says, no, it would probably be more generation selects or pulse exclusives for these smaller figures. And then on the um, Kota Bukia side of things, uh, someone asked about getting their things on Hasbro Pulse and they wanted to do it, but there was timing and legal issues. So they were, were not able to, uh, they are open to, um, or they're planning on recolor versions. Uh, someone's asked about shattered glass and both Hasbro and Kotobukiya were supportive of that. They couldn't answer about Fembots. And someone asked about expanding the line outside of G1. And they might consider it, but right now they're focusing on the G1, which makes sense. They uh, think that uh, pre-orders are going well, but the pre-orders haven't ended yet, so they aren't entirely sure. Uh, and then someone asked about what led to the creation of this line. And the person in charge of the Bishujo line uh, loves transformers and just said she wanted to do it. And then they reached out to Hasbro and, you know, it went from there. And I, I think this was interesting. It was unexpected to see something this in depth. So if you want to see some of the questions I left off, uh, go check the link in the show notes. Yeah, this was um, pretty cool. Uh, do you guys have any, any thoughts or any, any questions that stood out for you? The one about the mini cons, because they said if they want to move more fully into Armada, they might do, think about it. Um, I think this kind of goes with the Cyber Planet key thing. Because, uh, like we said, Override, she has a Cyber Planet key port. I also believe they've pointed out that on the Titan Metroplex, there's Minicon ports all over him, too. That work with, mm-hmm. like, older Minicons. So, it'd be nice if they did some of them again. But I also highly doubt it. Because uh, I think it was on a previous show we talked about how they don't want to do the MicroMasters anymore because they didn't do well. And I feel like that would be kind of in the same boat, you know, where they don't want to, they don't want to go back to it because it didn't work out well. But maybe if you brand it mini cons, it'll, it'll go better. Who knows? I mean, those people are all of age. They all have disposable income. They want to buy their childhood. I think as you move into the Armada toys, then branding something as mini cons, you're going to get the interest. Yeah. As long as they don't go crazy with it. Like, you know, like they did back in Armada. Yeah, you no, know, <laughs> I, I agree. Because how many mini cons are there? There's, I, it's ridiculous. I mean, I think at the, at the very least they should be packing in mini cons with like 
deluxe or Voyager figures that are from the like if they're if you're if your figure is inspired by the Armada line, you should pack in a minicon with it. I mean, I know I know it's it's pla- plastic is expensive and blah 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 budget budget budget, but you're 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 raising the prices on every toy. You can't you can't give me a you can't give me a minicon with the um. With the character? If Cybertron Metroplex is any indication, the answer is no, because he did not come with his <laughs> drill bit minicon. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it'll be a, a Generation Selects exclusive with a you know a bunch of accessories, that, and then it'll have that minicon for that Metroplex figure. It'll be re- the re- release or the replacement of the weaponizers. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if they did kind of like what they did with the weapon pack, but instead of a weapon pack... It's like one of each of the four main cyber planet keys, a couple of the minicons that should go with the figures, and then they threw in like a couple of the Energon style like combination weapons or something, if they did any Energon characters, and they just called it like the Cybertron trilogy pack. Yeah, that would be cool. It would be. I mean, but all I really want out of this whole thing is just the Armada Bendy Prime with modern engineering and the mini comic came with them and I'm good. Well, th- they showed it how many years ago and they were like, eh, it was just kind of a proof of concept. We're not doing anything with it. The other question I wanted to bring up, cause this is the one that really stood out to me was like, could we see a G G one fight versions of the new Dinobots like scorn? And it's like, they said, well, we, if we do that, it would be studio series, but that sounds like the exact opposite. Cause wouldn't you want like normal looking scorn to be in studio series? Cause he was in the movies if you're going to G1ify them, wouldn't that be Legacy? Because they G1ify everything in Legacy? Yeah. I, I don't understand the answer to that question. Why would you do that? I don't know. Right now, I think they're just G1ifying everything. Apparently, yeah. it's apparently what the people want. <laughs> Charles, does anything stand out to you? Not not in general. Like I, I think you, you hit all the high points. I, there wasn't really anything additional I, I wanted to mention other than more of a, I, I saw kind of a meta commentary. This was, I think it was from, um, from Mikey, uh, from Moonbase two on Twitter. I saw him talking about, uh, this interview and I, and I kind of agree with the sentiment he had. He, he basically said like, don't waste your interview questions on, are you going to do this figure or are you going to do this figure? Mm-hmm. Because they can't tell you what right. figures are coming. They're, they're never going to tell you like, Oh yeah, you got it right. <laughs> that's, that's in our next wave. I mean, so don't, don't waste your interview questions on like, just, are you going to do this one? Are you going to do this one? Ask, you know, more like, you know, thoughts about uh, how they, you know, how they decide what goes in the line or what their thought processes are, or, you know, some, yeah, or the, like some the Instagram the... question was a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, so, so I, I kind of, I, I guess I, I, yeah, I want to, whoever, whoever gets the chance to do these interviews, you know, kind of strike off all the questions about is are, are you going to do this figure and, and replace right. it with better questions. <laughs> I completely agree. And like, whenever we get the chance to talk to anybody, that's just like one of my first thing when I'm trying to think of a question is like, what do I know that they either can't talk about or they're just going to give a very generic answer and I just scratch those off. And then like with the last one, you know, Daryl wanted me to ask about the yellowing. And I thought that was a really kind of interesting thing. Cause it was kind of, you know, mm-hmm. It was a risk because they could have just said, you know, give me a PR answer, but they actually went into details and stuff. But that was like on the edge of, you know, it wasn't something I knew they would say no to. So ask, be more 
be more thoughtful with your questions. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that is all I got this week. Uh, Dr. Pants, what do you have? I get to talk about my two favorite things, Transformers and model kits. Because we have images of Flame Toys Furai model Shockwave and Beast Wars Megatron. So we got color images. Three favorite things. This is true. Beast Wars Megatron. This is true. It's Beast Wars. (laughs) I didn't even think of that. See, this is why I'm not the number one Beast Wars fan. Daryl, where are you? <laughs> but anyway, we got uh, we got color images of the Furai model Shockwave, which is the G1 Shockwave, but it's kind of done in that um, same kind of proportion style we saw the original Optimus Prime and a lot of the subsequent ones. Um, very kind of Japanese proportions and whatnot, but still very much a G1 Shockwave. I think it looks really cool. Uh, the second pose they have him in is from that cover. I think it's issue six. Is that it, Charles, with uh, the Transformers are all dead? Uh, that's five. five. That's five. Okay. That was close. That was close. <laughs> issue issue six is um, Shockwave blasting Megatron, and they're fighting. It's that, That's actually pretty cool, too. That is a good cover. You're right. We also have a prototype image. This is gray, though, of the Furai model Beast Wars Megatron. This is hyper stylized but definitely still kind of looks like beast wars megatron he's got the t-rex head for one arm he's got i'd say it's a tail for the for the left arm but it's it's more just a giant blaster with three big fins on it he's got teeth all around the collar this gives me kind of vibes of almost a transformers prime megatron mixed with beast wars megatron this looks awesome i can't wait to see what this is going to look like in color uh, it looks big and intimidating. I almost assuredly am going to pick this up because it just looks so, so cool. And also, they did say that pre-orders are going to start on the 29th of July, which is past when we've even recorded this podcast. So pre-orders are up for the Furai model RC figure or model that they are doing. So that's really cool. But um, these look great. I love the Shockwave. I'm a big fan of Shockwave, and I like that they're doing... It looks like a clear plastic barrel for the hand, for his gun arm and clear plastic for the chest. And looks like you can kind of see through there. I'm really digging it. I think these look great. Charles, what about you? Do you love them? Do you love them as much as I do? <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know if I love them as much as you do, uh, Dr. Pants, but they are great. I mean, I really like that they have the shockwave posed as the as his iconic uh, pose in the in the comic from Marvel issue 5 Marvel Transformers issue 5 that's that definitely will will sell if you're trying to sell this Farai shockwave model to me that's a way to sell it to me they did it just um, for you <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so I, I that that looks great the Beast Wars Megatron also looks cool. I mean, yeah, I I really like his having the tail repurposed as a you know it's almost like an Omega Supreme uh, claw sa- claw slash cannon combined into one. So that's you know that's a that's a nice cool uh, improvement on uh, on Beast Wars Megatron there. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to see it in color and see how it looks. But yeah, these are these are two great figures. Good job, Flame Toys. <laughs> They're killing it. I really like their designs. Jeremy, what about you? Are, are you down for any of these? I'm really intrigued by both of them. The Shockwave, I think, looks excellent. Uh, I do wish that there would be, well, at least we can't see it right now, but if there was light piping in the head or the, the eye, hmm. that would be like my only bit of improvement unless there is light piping that we can't see. 
but I, I love the like the transparent pieces like you, you mentioned and it just it looks it looks G one enough for me to be like a good shockwave and I wouldn't be surprised if someone came up with an LED light kit for the the um blaster hand. If they could recreate the classic G one blaster sounds and lights with just a small little LED thing, that would be awesome. On the Beast Wars Megatron, I think it looks great. It it does look very stylized. Um almost uh well I, I don't know, it's kind of like the Grimlock from the live action movies. Like if you look around the eyes and stuff, but I don't know. It it looks really good. Looks very sadistic with the, the facial expression. But I, I think he looks fantastic. E- even in the stylized uh, form. I really wish that they would do a G1 Beast Wars version. But, you know, this will have to sell really well, I'm sure. But I think he looks he looks really good. And this one would tempt me as well. Cool. It, it is also interesting that they did two purple characters. <laughs> I mean, we, we don't have purple on the Megatron, but you know he's going to be purple. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So, good for all the people who love purple bots. We don't get enough of them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say when it comes to the, the Shockwave, most likely that's not going to be light piping. Um, I don't... I don't think you see that a whole lot on model kits like that. And I know having built a couple of the Furai model kits, they just do clear eye pieces and that's it. Uh, on that note, if if you're willing to do it, there are a couple of simple mods to get cheap LEDs into model kits like this so that they work really well. Or um, for the eye, I know there's a way you could just paint behind the eye to really get it to look like it's lit up or at least reflecting the light a lot better. But somebody may make an LED kit for it too. It all depends on the assembly because I'm not sure how much space there will be in the head or whatnot because I don't know how many pieces go in there. Yeah. I would like to see I would like to see the gun arm light up. I think that would be really cool. But the one thing I did want to bring up though is I'm kind of surprised they're doing a Fury model of Beast Megatron because they did a Fury action of Optimus Primal and not a model kit. So they're kind of splitting these between two different lines. And I don't know why they did that. I want a model of Primal. I, I want that to go with this. I don't want the action figure. But mm. I I don't know what I don't know what they're doing. They have plans. They know what they're doing. They're doing well. <laughs> they're probably evaluating sales and uh just like you said, splitting the difference and we'll see what future of Beast War stuff where it goes and you can tell that's where the sales were. Yeah. Uh they did just it just released the Beast Wars Lyo Convoy model kit just came out. Like it just uh, the pre order started shipping recently, so I'd like to see how that goes and see how well that sold. Isn't isn't the action like basically a just a pre like the same size and scale as the model kits just pre-assembled or and more expensive. Oh, okay. Cuz the the Optimus Primal I want to say was about $150. Oh, okay. But if you get the Lyo Convoy model kit, it's like 80 or 90. Mm. So, I I'm honestly not sure. I, I don't know why, except for maybe, you know, oh, you got to put it together yourself, so it's less work for us. Do they do they put more, like, detailing and paint apps on the action ones? Probably, because, you know what, there will be stickers to color correct it for the model kit, but the action figure, it's 
it's pre it's painted and everything. Uh, yeah, the mm. the Fury action Optimus Primal is going for one seventy to two hundred on different different places mm. like Galactic Toys, TF Source, and everything. So, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this Megatron model kit goes for, you know, close to the 100 mark because it's probably going to be big. It's probably going to have a lot of pieces. Shockwave will be way more tolerable, probably in the 40 range. Mm -hmm. That's all I've got for these. So, Charles, what do you have? Remember all those rumors? I mean, we've we've seen kind of advanced leaks and details about a masterpiece cliff jumper. And we've got... Another batch of leaked images, this time right next to the Masterpiece Bumblebee. So Masterpiece Bumblebee 2.0, this cliff jumper looks to be a remold, retool of Masterpiece Bumblebee 2.0. So that's MP45. And so this Masterpiece cliff jumper looks to be very real. I don't I, I don't think have, they have not officially announced this cliff jumper, have they? I don't think they have. Yeah, I don't think there's been an official announcement. Yeah. So it's it's interesting that we we've got so much information about this cliff jumper. So uh but yeah, I mean basically if you want to see it in in robot mode and car mode, you want to see how it compares to the Bumblebee, you've got all angles how it compares to the animation model, how it transforms, uh, all that information is in these images. So if you want to if you're trying to decide if you want this masterpiece cliff jumper, I think this will give you a lot of information. I think the only thing that's missing is what accessories come with Cliff Jumper. That's the only thing that you can't see here. He doesn't have a gun or weapons or anything like he, there's, you know, if you were looking for that, that sniper scope rifle thing that, that came with the Earthrise Cliff Jumper, uh, that might be included here, but we don't see it here. So. Image seven shows him with a gun peg un- pegged underneath the car, but it looks like it's Bumblebee's. So I don't know if he's supposed to come with the same one or not. Mm. But that's the only thing I've seen. Yeah. So, but uh, it does look good. I mean, it it looks it's very uh, you know animation model cliff jumper like masterpiece has gone heavy into the an- like making it an- things as animation model accurate as they can. And uh, yeah, this cliff jumper looks very animation model accurate and you know of course with that comes the faux chest and then you know that the chest is not the actual car hood in car mode because you know it's super deformed in robot mode and a different proportion in car mode so uh just be aware of that that's the same with the bumblebee as well so and you, and you can tell that but yeah so if if you are if you really want a a screen accurate cliff jumper uh, and are still collecting Masterpiece figures. I have no idea what the price is going to be, but it will probably be comparable to Masterpiece Bumblebee, whatever that was, but maybe add 15 to 20% with inflation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it looks like a, you know, a reasonable cliff jumper Masterpiece figure. So, Jeremy, uh, any desire for a Masterpiece cliff jumper? I don't know. I mean, I do have the, the first generation uh, Bumblebee. So... It might be interesting to get this cliff jumper if the price is reasonable, which you never know with Masterpiece these days, um, just to kind of get the Bumblebee 2.0 engineering, but in a different figure. Uh, I, I think this looks good. I, I don't remember being as impressed with the original images of this as we as I am now with 
what we see here. Um, I, I do kind of wonder why they didn't Photoshop out the, uh, the marking number on it. So, uh, whoever took these pictures, uh, Takara and Hasbro will be able to track down exactly who had them. <laughs> so that wasn't very smart of the, the person, but, uh, I do appreciate seeing the pictures. Um, I, I noticed kind of like, as I was going through the pictures, just kind of offhand, I'm like, what's that? And I look and the back of the, um, the car, the, the tail lights can flip down and you have like little guns, I'm guessing like for like the oil slicker or whatever. Oh yeah. That's a nice touch. I think, oh no, it looks really good. It does have that squished penny racer look, which, you know, I think you're, you either like it or you don't. I, I think it's interesting. I'm not sure exactly how I feel about it. I, I do like it on the original toy. So I don't know. It's, it's probably fine. Uh, it would be nice if they did have like a spot where you could put a bigger coin in to kind of simulate the penny racer part, but I don't know. All in all, I think this is a very nice looking figure, really interesting remold. Cause there, there are some places that you can tell and some places that you can't tell where the bumblebee pieces are. So I, I overall, I, I'm pretty impressed with what they've done here. All right, Dr. Pants, so what do you think of this cliff jumper? Uh, I'm a little mixed on it. Uh, I'm, I've been pretty much priced out of most modern masterpieces. Um, there's a couple of older ones that, you know, I might track down that are cheaper and some third-party stuff, but I'm, I've been priced out of this. And honestly, I'm not the biggest fan of the way this mas- the masterpiece stuff has gone, going, like, screen accurate from the cartoon, because I think it sacrifices stuff in a lot of different areas. I will say... From the front, this cliff jumper looks really good. I really like how he looks, specifically from the front, and I love that head sculpt. Nails it. The car mode mm-hmm. is adorable. I <laughs> don't know how I feel about it being a masterpiece like vehicle because you think about the masterpiece cars, and like most of those kind of uh, they look like real world cars, and they're proportioned like real world car real world cars and this is proportioned like a penny racer like a little toy that you had as a kid so it's a little weird but it's adorable i love it that being said from the side and back i kind of hate the figure because like you look at it from the side and you just see all these flaps in the back that are the car mode that are going to unfold and wrap around the figure to make the car also there's that big gray slider where the um I guess it's kind of like the the spoiler that's on the back of the car goes. Like it just it just doesn't look right. And the feet, I they did this with Bumblebee and it just looks like it's a bunch of squished like he's standing on squished up car parts. It doesn't look elegantly like put together at all. It's just like a bunch of folded flaps. And I just I I liked I mean I display my transformers, I display my figures of course and like I want them to look good displayed but at the same time no matter what figure it is I like to take it down, I like to transform it back and forth and play with it. And I just feel like a lot of these modern masterpieces like they're they're throwing the transformation out the window and not really thinking about a fun factor but more of how can we get it from point A to point B and that's it. And a lot of it is coming down to this kind of I like Cliff Trumper and Bumblebee both feel kind of like weird shell formers to me, where the car mode is just a bunch of flaps on the back and on the feet that wrap around the robot, and that's how it transforms. And I don't like that. I want something more interesting than that and not something that looks as fiddly, but 
Again, if you're just going to display it, I think he looks really good. He'll look great on a shelf. And uh, the car mode, again, adorable. The thing about the numbers, though, that I wanted to bring up, the very first image, the numbers are there. You can plainly see them. But then when you go to image, is it image number 10? The one on the side of the leg is blurred this time, and then on image 11, the numbers on the front are blurred. So they blurred them some of the times and not the first time. So I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> that, that even, uh, that, that makes it even worse, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't even notice it was blurred in the other ones. Uh, I didn't, I actually didn't even pay attention to the numbers until I was flipping through the images. I'm like, what's blurred there? And then when I got back to the front, it's like, oh, it's the numbers. Why, why bother? You left all the numbers perfectly visible in the front image. Anyway, that's 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 my thoughts on that. No, that's totally fair. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a fan of shell formers either, and it seems like a lot of these masterpieces, the newer masterpieces, are going in that direction. Because, yeah, I mean, essentially, it's not. I mean that that was the thing. You know, the thing about Transformers, at least the, the toys that I always liked, was that. The bits of the bits of the vehicle that are in the robot become the vehicle when it transforms. So, right. yeah, I mean, I know it. I know you know with animation, it's not gonna the proportions are not gonna match the actual toy. When, you know, when it's animation, you can take a lot of liberties with scale and and stretching and squishing and all that stuff. So yeah, I don't need that. I don't need the animation models perfectly replicated in the toys. But I, I mean. It, look back at like masterpieces from was MP10 the first one that really like did it really well where it was like fun to transform and it looked good and then from there it was like a lot of and then they were like a lot of fun but then they started going for the screen accuracy and my uh, personally my thought is if you want a screen accurate version of the character to be on the shelf then I think you'd be more you should just go for a statue or a non-transforming figure, because I think honestly the transformation suffers. Because if they don't, if they aren't shell formers like these, then they end up being the kind of figures that basically turn themselves inside out to become the vehicle. Because we've seen that too, where like all the vehicle, like you just basically turn the whole thing inside out, and that's what you get. I don't know. I mean, everybody's in this hobby for some for something else. Some just want the characters. I want toys that are or. Yeah, I want toys that are fun. I want something to pick up and mess with and have a good time transforming back and forth. And I want them to look a little like the character, but it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, I prefer the masterpieces that the vehicle looked like the actual vehicle and the robot mode looked more like the cartoon. And that was like the era of MP10 and Masterpiece like Side Swipe. Yeah. Yeah. And those were all reasonably priced too. They were like yeah. 70, 80 bucks. And that's, that's reasonable for a masterpiece. Oh, these days with, you know, that's like a leader figure. <laughs> <laughs> commander class, commander class. All right. Well, that's all our toy topics, uh, but we've got a little bit left. We're going to go into some rapid fire toys. Absolutely, positively, definitely. Nobody can get the job done faster than I can. Nobody, nobody, nobody. All right. Well, with our toy hacks drawing that we did this week, we thought it would be a good idea to go through the latest toy hacks update that just uh, came out like just last week or so. Uh, so a bunch of new sticker sets up on toyhacks.com. So you can check them out, check all these out at toyhacks.com. Uh, first in the generations, uh, line, this is, uh, you know, legacy studio series, uh, all the, you know, or all uh, going back to, uh, war for Cybertron two, we've got uh, legacy Blitzwing, 
Uh, got a new sticker set for that. We've got a Legacy Bulkhead. New uh, labels for Legacy Bulkhead. We've got uh, Junk Heap, Studio Series 86 Junk Heap. We've got uh, labels and some parts. So uh, we've got uh, knuckle dusters for Junk Heap. So got some brass knuckles there. Uh, looks pretty cool. Uh, we've also got a um, another uh, s- uh, set for Studio Series uh, Junk Heap to turn him into Gartan, uh, which is a, a G.I. Joe Zartan uh, inhabiting a uh, Junkion body. <laughs> I was not familiar with this. <laughs> But uh, if you want, if you if you need labels to turn your junk heap into a Gartan, uh, toyhacks.com has you covered. Uh, next, we've got the um, we've got a Diaclone uh, labels for Diaclone two pack. So this is Generation Selects uh, DK two Guard and Legacy Silver Streak. So uh, if you want labels for both those figures, the DK two Guard is a is a uh, repaint of Ironhide. That so that's the black. Diclone colored black Ironhide figure. And then the Silver Streak, of course, is the blue, blue streak. Uh, next, we've got the Sparkless Seeker. Uh, and But with labels that give it a military flair, so it looks like it'll fit right in with the Combaticons. Uh, so that's an interesting set of stickers there. Uh, we've got... Uh, for uh the some these some are some some of your boutique figures these are these are the the pricier figures uh that you pick up uh daryl's got the robosin robosin optimus prime uh borrow, borrowed from his friend but i think his, his friend is letting him have it for a little while there um you've got the so you've got we've got labels for the robosin optimus prime so this is the fully you know aut- autonomous optimus prime uh so you know you want to flare up your your $800 figure add some add some nice new shiny details to it uh there's also labels for the lego optimus prime uh which uh i might have to take a look at this and see if this is this will be good for me and uh jeremy you might want to take a look too uh, but uh yeah that's uh, so those are uh those sets and then for third party we've got uh, some upgrades from non-F label parts for uh, our friend non-F. Uh, a bunch of upgrade parts there. These are for a bunch of, I guess these are all um, War for Cybertron figures. Looks like we've got Ratchet, Ironhide, Wheeljack, Sunstreaker, and uh, Prowl, I think. So uh, labels for all the upgrade parts that uh, non-F produced that are going on these figures. Uh, then we've got uh, the uh, robotic robot paradise acoustic wave and cassetticon. So this is the uh, third party sound wave. Got labels for that. And then we've got labels for the fan toys Hannibal, which is the their Cerebros that turns into the, this is the headmaster for uh, Fortress Maximus. So I guess their upcoming giant Fortress Maximus that will be. <laughs> coming at some point in the future but if you can just get the head and you want new labels for the head there so that is all the toy hacks labels and their latest upgrade again you can um you can check all these out at toyhacks.com and uh enjoy and wolfwood uh you've got 10 bucks to spend to check it take a look see if there's anything there that strikes your fancy you might want to you know uh put that gift code to good use
All right, uh, let's uh, f- move on from toys topics and go into our trips to the store. This is where we show off all the cool Transformer stuff we got this week. We do this as a video so you can see everything we got in beautiful high definition on our YouTube channel. But we'll have the audio right here so you can listen as we describe everything we got in loving detail. So without further ado, trips to the store. The Transmissions Podcast will return after these messages. All right, uh, let's get into what we got this week. I'm going to go first. I've got my last item from TFCon Toronto. So uh, this is a, uh, I I think I saved the best for last here. This is a good one. Hopefully I will get to do something with it soon. But this is Rodimus, IDW Rodimus, Furi Flame Kit, Flame Toys, Furi Model Kit. It's very stylized, looks just like the comic version. Very cool. Uh, was really happy to pick this up. I got the last one at the booth, so I was <laughs> excited about that. Can't wait to put these guys together. So it'll that box will look great right next to your other boxes. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right next to my my IDW Autobot Megatron. I've got so I've got I've yeah. got both co captains. I've got both captains of the Lost Light. I've got Rodimus and Megatron. I'm not one to talk. I have the box for Megatron up there still. In the- <laughs> have you guys built any of them yet? I built the Optimus. Oh, okay. I have not. Yeah, they're fun. I got to do it. I, I did my I did my Lego Optimus Prime a couple weeks ago, so uh, maybe I can I can get inspired to do these guys now. That that shouldn't take you as long as the Lego Optimus by by far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would just recommend having little clippers and stuff because I tore my hands up. Oh. Yeah, I guess I got to got to pick those up on Amazon. So. All right. Well, that's what I got. So, uh Jeremy, what did you get? Uh I also have my last thing from TFCon. That I I forgot uh, I actually forgot where I put it when I was showing off the stuff from TFCon and then I needed to get my digital camera out for something this weekend and there it was in, in the camera case. It's small, uh but it is uh, another piece of official TFCon merch. It is a pin in their kind of, I guess, G two styled logo. I, I'm I'm a sucker for for nice looking pins, so that was cool to see. And then in terms of transformers, I showed it off last week in the box, but this time I opened up my Wrecker Twin Twist, and he's fun. He he's a headmaster. I'm not sure who he was like remolded from. Top spin. Top spin. Oh, that would make sense, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just I, I still absolutely love the logo and the paint job they did on that the new wrecker faction logo but he's cool uh the transformation is pretty good although the waste just comes Whoa. off so easy like during the transformation it just kept separating but i don't know what can you do other than that it, it's a good figure um I don't think I've ever had either one like Top Spin or Twin Twist before this, so nice to finally get it. The Titans Return Top Spin because I have it. That was I love that figure. He was cool. I never had problems with the waist though, but that- yeah, it, it's really weird. I mean, there is just absolutely nothing holding this in. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just a friction mushroom peg, right? So I can find I can hear it click 
or I can feel it click when I put it in all the way, but it's just, there's, there's not enough to just hold it in, but it's not like it's a joint that'll put a lot of stress or anything. So it's annoying, uh, but it's not a, it's not like a game breaking. Right. Yeah. So I'm not too worried about it, but it was just a surprise. I was like, wait, is this a weaponizer? No, it's not a weaponizer. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I, I could, finally get my overlord out and then have him in two pieces like underneath overlord or something. <laughs> anyway, that, that's all I got. If you're if you're looking for G1 top spin in Twin Twist, apparently they are they are all over the place in the wild according to our Discord. You can you can find oh. them. They're plentiful. They, yes. I I have a G1 top spin and I never I don't have like any G1 really left. All right. Well, Dr. Pants, uh you're going to finish up the show since daryl is uh curiously not here somehow he's leaving comments in the youtube video but he's Mm. he's not on the show with us but uh yeah i guess i guess by default you win this week dr pants yes it's a technical (laughs) win but it's still a win i'll take it it's the best kind of win (laughs) anyway um it's been a while so i have a bunch of stuff to show off and first things first let's give a shout out to editor mike because uh he was able to get me some more stuff for my Cybertron Trilogy collection. He got me two uh, Terracons. I got Cruel Lock and Insecticon. These are, um, I only need one more of the little characters, and I have them all. I am still missing the Terracon Dive Bomb, but I have all the Omnibots and all the Terracons but Dive Bomb. So, um, I honestly love the little figures from Energon. I think they're so much fun. They're so easy to transform, and they got the crazy combining clear weapons. Just a blast. And again, thanks to Editor Mike for having these and selling these to me so I could round out my collection a bit more. Uh, I did get one Legacy figure. I found Legacy Blitzwing! And look, he's got the giant red hands for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I kind of love the giant red hands. They serve no purpose, but I think they're cool. So you can put giant red hands on a legacy Blitzwing, but you can't give a legacy Armada Starscream his Minicon. No. Okay. Apparently not. Too I far. mean, granted, these are these are nothing. Like, they, the, the only posability they have is there's a little bit of a wrist swivel, and they go up for some reason? <laughs> so they can bitch slap you. <laughs> I guess? <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, uh, honestly... That's his pimp hand. <laughs> I'm going to do a photo shoot later. <laughs> the question is, who does Blitzwing bitch slap? <laughs> Leave your comment below. Let me know who it should be. <laughs> that, that, that's better left to the audience. Yeah, yeah, let them figure it out. Um, but honestly, this figure is a lot of fun. The transformation is great. Yeah, in tank mode, the cockpit sticks out a little bit, but in all honesty, the G1 figure did too. And when it's in plane mode, there is a bit of junk underneath, but the transformation's a lot of fun. It is a clean robot mode. Um, Storage for all the weapons, like the swords hanging back here, the two guns can fit easily back here. Um, What they did with the turret to reduce it down was really cool. I gotta vote for Octane. Okay, so Blitzman's gonna bitch slap Octane. Unless anybody else argues. But uh, overall, I really like the figure. I like the triple changers a lot. And um, Siege Springer, Siege Astro Train, they were really, really great and fun to transform. This guy's no different. I'm just really hoping that we do get uh, uh, 
Legacy Octane at some point to kind of put with this one. The Titans Return figures were cool, but honestly, I think these are a bit more fun and also a bit more stable. I might I might vote for Hot Rod. Come on down, Auto Brat. Ooh! <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one! Get Studio Series Hot Rod out. Ooh, that's a good one. All right. Uh, my last two figures go together, and uh, one of them kind of goes along with Jeremy, because I also got a Wrecker. I got Wrecker Springer. And this was the only Wrecker I wanted because I think this looks better than Siege Springer. None of the dirt, none of the grime, and honestly, I like the color separation a bit more. Oh, you got him too. Okay, there yeah, you go. Yeah, I showed him off last week. Oh yeah, I was. I'm, I'm a little behind, but uh, I I like I liked Siege Springer a lot, and I like this deco a lot. I like the toy deco. I think it's cool. Um. I agree with you that the paint app and like the design for the logo and everything looks really great. It's like a metallic light blue. Of course, mm-hmm. it's not going to focus, but um, looks great. And the transformation's fun. Love it a lot. Uh, the one that goes with it is uh, I because I missed out on TFCon Toronto. Uh, I bit the bullet and got a third party figure. I've been looking at for a while after doing a lot of research because there's a lot of versions of this character in the third party market. But I got the one that I like the best. I got Unique Toys Allen. Oh. So uh, this is a third-party Springer, and he is a chunky, chunky boy. But we all know <laughs> that Dr. Pants loves big bots, and he cannot lie. I've actually been wanting this figure for a while, and none of the other Springers really impressed me to make me want them any more than this. His bot mode's okay. The color isn't exactly perfect because he's got, like, yellow feet. And the face is... Can you, can you focus on the face? The face is pretty good. Uh, what I love is the transformation and the vehicle modes look awesome. And also, uh, I don't know if you guys can tell, but he's got some he's got some toy hacks labels on him. Yeah, uh, whoever I bought this off of had put toy hacks labels on him, but decided before selling him to scratch them all off. And uh, yeah, so there's some markings underneath all these stickers. So you you, you are correct, Daryl. There there should be an episode where we talk about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but honestly, the Toy Hacks labels go a long way to making him look even better because the color is not nearly as monotonous. And also, I love the labels for the sword. The sword's supposed to be all white, but, like, the sword is now covered in labels, and I love the color for it. Which, of course, you know, sword becomes the helicopter blades, but... Fun figure. Transformation's great. I will say there's one problem. You're gonna hate it, Charles. He's got a fake chest. Yeah! There's a fake chest! But why? <laughs> uh, uh, the size. Mm, so to actually okay. accommodate for it, like it, the the proportions on the like front of the car are different than the chest by a little bit. But like honestly, if I transformed it and showed it to you, I don't know that you would notice. But the the like car chest is hidden like right in here. This green plastic that's the car chest slash helicopter chest. And there's that. But again, I don't mind it. He looks great. He's a lot of fun. And again, big chunky boy. And he's a triple changer. And I love triple changers. So uh, there is my big purchase for this time. Oh, and rubber tires. He's got rubber tires. Nice. Yes. That kind of offsets the fake chest. It, it kind of does. Like, I love everything else about it. And the transformation is just so much fun. Pretty much the entire vehicle mode is in the legs. Like, you wouldn't imagine it, but, like, the legs kind of undo and wrap around the main body to become, like, the sides of the car and helicopter. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a really cool transformation. I think we just stealth announced uh, we like big bots. I don't think we've mentioned that that, that uh, 
we've got uh, we've got a a new uh show coming <laughs> coming out soon you know so something something for the donatrions coming soon you know there, there you go i mean we we have filmed a number of episodes we've talked about a lot of big bots because <laughs> i got a lot to say so does daryl all right stay tuned for that all and you got to be a donatrion to listen to uh this is something new we're we're got coming for you very soon so stay tuned all right, well, that's it for this week's Trips to the Store. We now return to the Transmissions Podcast. We're back from our Trips to the Store, and we will finish up the show with convention news. All right, uh, we have a lot of convention news this week. A lot of these are kind of toy news, but they were all at conventions, so... Uh, first of all, we have Wonder Festival in Japan. Flame Toys showed off their Kurokara Curry Cyclonus Jazz Jetstream and Jet Power Armor. Uh, they also showed off a Nemesis Prime and their Victory Saber, uh, the color prototype of the Nemesis Prime, and then the Victory Saber. I think we've already seen even at San Diego Comic Con. These these all look good. They're, I mean, some of these I think we have also seen before. Um, but they're just continue, continuing to rock and get things out. The next thing I have here is um, at the AGCHK 2022 event, this is the Animation Comic Game Hong Kong 2022. Hasbro had a big booth there. Um, they just showed off Victory Saber, Masterpiece, Legacy, no, nothing new. But... Uh, if you want to check out some more pictures of some of these figures, uh, looks like there's a lot of really good pictures here. We also had, um, more pictures of the masterpiece MP 56 trailbreaker at the same event and, uh, train bot Getsui prototype. So I mean, all of these, I believe we've all seen before. Uh, and then, at, at the same convention, a Flame Toys, Fury Model, G1 Megatron, Guilt Thor, Hound RC, and more. I'm not sure what the Guilt Thor is, um, but they also have the prototype here, the Beast Wars Megatron, among other things. So um, check that out. Uh, like I said, Flame Toys is just rocking. And then finally, uh, Closer to, to me, at least. Uh, Derry Khan has announced their fall special, which is their their smaller, kind of more intimate show. That's how they describe it. September 24th at St. Killian School in Hartford, Wisconsin. Admission is free. Uh, tables will be provided. I'm guessing that's if you want to uh, to sell. And the first pit 20 people will get a, quote, patented Derry Khan gift bag. So it, it's fun. I, I'm going to try to attend and just check it out. It's been a while since I've been to DairyCon because of the pandemic. So the fall special looks to be a lot of fun. And like I said, it's free. So if you are in the Midwest and you can make it up, you know, give it a shot. And then they have their bigger one in the, the spring. So that is all we have here for convention news. All right. Uh, just a, a note about Gilthor. I just looked him up in the TF wiki real quick. And apparently Gilthor was a quintesson creation, a fusion of Optimus Prime and Megatron. So uh, Optimus Prime with Megatron's fusion cannon and Megatron's legs looks it, 
it was in the manga. Yeah. It looks impressive. They just needed to have a better name. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's again, it's the manga. It's yeah, it's Japan. I mean, you guys have the manga. You should read it. It's a blast. Yeah, I'm I'm so I'm looking at the the early name of Gilthor in the conceptual art was Convotron, uh, which I think actually sounds better. I don't know oh, why yeah. they I don't know why they made it Gilthor. I don't know what the yeah what the Gilthor uh, is coming from, but whatever. <laughs> oh, it's it's in it's in the wiki here. It says Gilthor's co-creator Masumi Kaneda stated that he was inspired to name the character after an evil submarine. Uh, Giru Toru from an old Japanese superhero show called National Kid as the Transformers Gilthor also emerges from the seabed. He further proposed that in English, the name be interpreted as a combination of Gil, the man's name and Thor, the God, although using a non-English pronunciation closer to Tor. So Giru Tor, I guess. Um, sure. <laughs> Anyway, I guess we should end the show here. (laughs) So this takes us to the end of this episode of Transmissions. As always, we end the show by giving a shout out to our Masterpiece Donatrons. So thank you once again to John4x11good and DemonTech82. We really appreciate you continuing to support us at our highest level on Patreon. And that's why we give you a shout out in every episode. And of course, got to give a shout out to Dr. Pants. Thanks again for joining us this week. I uh, wanted to tell everyone about all your stuff online, uh, particularly Nerdstradamus. So thank you once again for having me, guys. It is always a blast to be here, and I love to do this. Um, you can find me and my nerdy friends doing all of our stuff at Nerdstradamus. That is our YouTube channel. We have Nerdstradamus.com. We're Nerdstradamus on all the social medias. You can find us all there. Um, we do mostly video game stuff. We do robot things too. I mean, I'm a part of this thing. So of course there's robots. Um, if you want to follow me, I'm Dr. Pants 1412 on social media. Uh, I'm on Twitter and I'm on TikTok, and I do robot things there. So make sure to join us. And as far as Nurse Shadamas, join us on Wednesdays and Fridays when we stream on YouTube and Twitch around, uh, nine o'clock on Wednesdays and seven o'clock on Fridays. We've been a little absent lately cause life got in the way, but we're, we're coming back to it cause We miss everybody. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash Discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, Go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time. Daryl is running late, so he will not join us for the toy show. He says he screw those toys. (laughs) I guess I'll just have to carry trips to the store. (laughs) <laughs> he he realized you were coming on and was like oh shit <laughs> all right well let's uh jump into some toys i realized that y'all could not hear that hold on <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> You're first, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, damn it, Daryl. <laughs> I got five today. You're probably going last. <laughs> I mean, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. So <laughs> I bought tracks, and I'm I'm flipping him. I don't I don't like the figure. <laughs> like like I said, I love toys that are fun to transform. And honestly, it's like nope. I don't. I don't I'm not dealing with no. this. <laughs> and he still did an interview with us. So I guess I didn't piss him off too badly. Wow, I've been I've been in San Diego, but that was on a layover. It's like I've never been really anywhere further west than Ohio, and Ohio sucks. <laughs> <laughs> was not a fan.